This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us here on Chatting Human Design. I am so excited. Fired up would be the word that we have been using, so I'll go with that. Fired up to have Nadia back on the podcast. Welcome, Nadia. Thank you so much for coming back. It was such great feedback from the last time that you were here. Hello, Janelle. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I loved our first conversation and I'm super excited to be back. And yes, we got so much positive feedback. So I got so many emails uh, via the Projectors newsletter saying that our first episode was really helpful and that it made people feel seen. Um, and then you very graciously invited me back and I'm super thankful. Yeah, well, it was it was really fun. Nadia is a 2-4 self-projected projector. And okay. I, I found her on Instagram uh, through her, her meme page called Projectors Invited. And it's really funny and it pokes fun at projectors, but also I think all of the other types too. And I love humor mixed in with human design because sometimes it can take itself a little too seriously. So that is immediately how I got into Nadia because she would make me laugh pretty much in the morning. I was like, oh, this one's good. This one's good. And then I went back through her whole page and it's just a really, it's a really great idea. And it's, it's interesting to me because you have this, this projectors invited page. That's, that's kind of funny and silly and fun. And then, but when I look at your, your personal page, you're very accomplished and you're very, I don't, I'm not trying to, I want to use the word intelligent, but I more want to use the words that you've studied really hard for the things it seems like that you're interested in and you're very well versed and you know, a lot, Mm -hmm. you're very knowledgeable. So it's like, you have this funny side of, of you. And then I looked at your personal page and I'm like, wow, like she's also really intelligent and knows what she's talking about and really is, is doing the work for the people when it comes to, uh, well, I'll let you talk about it. Why don't you? No, I love that. Um, I don't know if you can hear me. I think the recording is a little bit. Hello. Oh, now I can hear you. Okay, good. So, so yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what you're passionate about, what you're into. I love that introduction. Thank you, Janelle. I feel very seen, which, you know, is my love language, (laughs) all of our love language collectively. Yes. And you know what? It's the same for me. Like I, I just always think a sense of humor is so important to have. And even as you said, so in my, in my work and in my business, what I do is I help, um, I work with individuals and business owners on their subconscious capacity but also when it comes to business, if that's what someone chooses to work on, um, their strategy. So I have, we can go into that later uh, when we talk about some of the the topics that we have lined up for today. But uh, I do have these two backgrounds of of, uh, an expertise in in the subconscious, which I got into when I was living in Bali. Um, Started 2009, was kind of like my first first introduction to it when I was a yoga teacher at the time and um, 
Um, my teacher, Daniel, he invited one of his teachers, his mentors, uh, who is an NLP master from Japan, he invited him in to, to teach us. Wow. And so that was kind of my first introduction. And then in 2010, I found my first subconscious teacher. And then, you know, in, in, in the years that followed, as life's paths go, as I always say, it wasn't very linear. There were other things, but that's kind of how I started building that. And then um, I, I also had that professional more um, academic background where I got my degree in, in business and, and business building, but we'll chat more about that. And, um, but yeah, I think, whereas in my work, I'm quite serious. I'm very serious about the things that I do and I'm serious about really helping people. But I think having a sense of humor just helps with everything. Like it's just a layer that goes over everything where you can look at things yeah. with, with that, just that amusement. <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes life a lot less miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. And and sometimes, like I said, human design can be pretty serious. And yeah. to be able to poke fun at it and inject some humor is much needed. And yes. it's one of my favorite human design pages. <laughs> I'm so glad. And you know, people, I, I also think it's a, an interesting way of educating. So I'm not doing that thing where I'm like, here's what... Um, emotional authority does da 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 but it's like with that one little joke people are like oh mm -hmm. <laughs> and I sometimes get messages right they're like oh my god I learned more from this one meme than I did <laughs> like yeah. reading three books and taking three courses yeah you connect it to someone's favorite television character and they're like oh I get this oh. now <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I totally I totally agree yeah there's some memes of yours that I've read and I'm like oh yeah, this but this describes the third line way more than something that you can read in a book. So and it it keeps the bitterness at bay, I find, when right. I mean, we have a, a bunch of just really funny people who have a sense of humor, which is I think that's kind of my thing in my bio that I say this is a space for projectors with a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Um that you know, once you kind of you look at things through that lens, you can be just a little bit more chill about yourself and not take yourself so seriously in terms of, oh, I guess this is how intense I am when like I'm trying to make something happen at any mm -hmm. point or any cost. And people can just take that on board a little bit in a way that is not dogmatic. It's just like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, we can laugh at ourselves a little bit and it doesn't yeah. feel as personal. Exactly. <laughs> like a oh. full on attack. <laughs> this this podcast is for the people today. We've decided yes. to do uh yeah, I'm so excited. A QA. Um Nadia got a bunch of questions on her page about projectors, and the vast majority of them were about sales and marketing for projectors. Yes. So that's where we're gonna start, and we're gonna that's probably what's gonna be the majority about because there's a lot to say. And I, and I feel like we both have differing views. So I think it will, it will help to, yeah. to, to kind of both share what we've got to say. And I want to first off, start off by saying that most projectors are overthinking it. I think <laughs> I thought you say, I think a lot of the times it's an overthink, but I understand that that's not the answer that you're looking for as a projector. Okay, great. I'm thinking too much. I'm trying too hard. What else now, should what I do, do instead? <laughs> yeah. What do I do instead? If you don't want me to do, 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 or try, 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 like what else should I do? And I think that's where the, the juiciness is of sales and marketing for projectors. Mm -hmm. Is that what you think? 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Waiting. <laughs> I mean, I think that we don't even differ that much in our views. I mean, we can we can see right now, but um, I think we have different ways of getting at it. So yeah. I come very much from my. As for those of you who don't know me, right? I do have a background in degree in business and business building. So I studied at the intersection of business tech and design, and I got my degree in that. I specialize in design thinking and service design, brand building, and so on. And that's part of what I do in my own business. So I run a school that helps service-based business owners set up their services using service design, design thinking. And I do it with one-on-one -on -one clients as well. So everything goes through that filter, and then it also goes through the human design filter. So it just kind of come at it from that kind of strategic um, vantage point, if that's the right English word. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, especially since I come at things of the very, whatever, whatever happens, <laughs> you know, try it out. I think my third line is really coming out uh, loud and clear. The more I get into human design and it really, it's actually helped me. It's left me off the hook of a lot of things. Yes. And so line. you're giving yourself that permission, right? That's what you're designed yeah. to do. Yeah. And even when I know that I'm trying to control something and I, and I'm really trying to force something, I, I can mm. tell myself in my head, it's okay. Like, yeah, you tried a little bit too hard at that moment, or you really wanted to control that situation, but you're aware of it. So it's all right. Cause it's always mm -hmm. going to happen. We're human beings, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So why don't, um, why don't you start off and, and, and shine some light on, projectors in in business sales and marketing because yeah. those, it's 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 hard as a projector we're supposed to wait for the invitation and not exactly. all invitations are right for us so how yeah. do we know which ones and it becomes this thing that I think become gets overcomplicated in our minds so mm. why don't you start off on on yeah. your thoughts on this because I know we're both fired up about it <laughs> oh I'm so fired up like you're gonna have to probably interrupt me at some point because I don't care I love right. listening to you talk so it's fine <laughs> you're so kind um and yeah I mean that was really the the overarching theme and the questions that were dropped uh, when we asked so how to market how do you market in a way that people will resonate with it uh, tips for selling and marketing as a projector entrepreneur how do I announce my offerings without trying to sell? Uh, so we got this a lot, a lot, a lot, which is great. Thank you for dropping these questions. That's what allows us to kind of be on the pulse of what matters to you at the moment. Um, and right, there are so many different layers to this, and I'm going to try and, and cover as many as possible. But there's there's a lot when it comes to strategy, marketing and selling. Um, First layer, more the most important layer. If if you've been around for any amount of time, you will have heard me say this very often. But to me, it always comes back to aura first and foremost, mm -hmm. which I realize no one wants to hear because it's not very glamorous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everyone's just like, no, tell me about like my money centers or whatever. Yeah, which is also cool, right? It's totally cool too. But in my practice and in my client work, what I have seen have the most impact is when we know and understand our aura. A lot of questions will just fall away when you can right, lean into that, for us in particular, uh, because ours is so different from, from the others. And I will say that 80 to 90% of the return on investment uh, will be from focusing on and leaning into and experimenting with those aura mechanics. Wow. I've been teaching about it in a while, um, for a while. Maybe some of you were listening were in my aura 
or a class for projector coaches that I taught maybe one and a half years ago, we went deep <laughs> there. Wow. And I just think it's a really relevant principle when it comes to business, more relevant than any one gate could, could really be. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's have a little aura refresher. Um, so projector aura, right? We Maybe we've talked about this a little bit in our last episode, but as opposed to say the aura of a generator or an MG, it is penetrating, which is the official term used in the scriptures, right? We know that. <laughs> I personally don't love this term. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with you sometimes telling people they're penetrating or repelling for like, manifestors what? is like, oh, but what, it does, what that's not exactly what it means. <laughs> The way that I like to think of it is an arrow. That's how I always explain it. It's really quite literally an arrow that pierces into the other person. It's so, fo- right? Because an arrow has that focal point that's so focused and intense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you you will know this about yourself. I mean, you know this about yourself. I know this about myself, right? We can we can do that. We have that x-ray vision. That's, yeah. Yeah. And we don't even have to try. It's just, no, it is what it is. Just- <laughs> You can just super easily do that, but it's, it's a lot and it's great because it's one of our biggest strengths, right? That's when it's invited. Hence that whole, that whole thing, that whole projector strategy about waiting (laughs) for the invitation. Um, However, when it's not invited, it's just, it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's, it's an uncomfortable amount of piercing aura focus to have on you. And I find that it can feel in that case to the other person a bit like, ugh, back off. I didn't ask for this. Like I never asked mm-hmm. for this. Please don't. Right. And and maybe you've had this, even though you're a projector yourself, you probably have projectors around you. Maybe you've had that moment. Yeah. And sometimes that's super helpful to have that because then you're like, oh, is this what <laughs> is this what I do? <laughs> right. That's what I'm doing to people. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want people to feel that way. Yeah. Um, and then, right, you get bitter because you're not recognized. Plus, you totally just wasted your energy and you probably need like three days to recover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. Is not great. Um, so on the strategic level, your sales and marketing, in my opinion, that begins with your service setup. Uh, if you're a service-based business owner, which according to many of the questions I've received, many of you are. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion and in my experience, I find it most helpful when you design your service setup in a way that includes that invitation somewhere. So we want the people that you're talking to, to have said yes to you somewhere along the line. So you're not just talking to just random people. And I always say this, um, this is one of the instances where the order of things matters and it's recognition first, just recognition first, right? Yeah. Otherwise, if you go in without being recognized first, there's a real potential that you will find yourself in a dynamic that is not favorable or beneficial. And then ultimately it's not going to help anyone. And um, right. When you go in with that energy of let me convince this person of my worth, like, let me do a real good job. If I do this and this and this, then surely, right. They will understand how worth it, this thing that I'm offering is and that energy. And I mean, we're laughing, right. Because we we have all done this to some oh, degree, yeah. whether that's in business or in, in love, right? Like, let me convince this person. <laughs> oh, I used to do like two, three hour readings for like 40 bucks because I wanted it to be worth it to the other oh person. And I'm like, the only way to make it worth it is to give them all of the information Everything. at once oh. at a steal of a price. And I just watched their brains explode as, as, the, as, it, as they are 
too much. It's too much. Of course. And it just, and you're like, no, let me give you more. And it was exhausting. <laughs> yeah. And it was exhausting for me to do. And I had to really scale it back and realize that, um, just like you said, sometimes you have to really look at worth and that that's all another mm-hmm. part of the human design chart and, mm-hmm. and understand that it has nothing to do with the price tag you put on your offerings or the length or the information that you give. Yeah. It's your energy. It's the energy exchange. Exactly. And that has helped me get right with a lot of my stuff because just when you said making it worth it, I was like, yeah, we all try really hard to make it worth it for the other person when yeah. in reality, it's worth it just because of who you are and you don't have to do anything to make the offering worth it. I don't think anyway. Absolutely. And like you said, I think that's also so important. More is not necessarily better. Like mm-hmm. you cannot squeeze everything that you want to in into one hour and, or then just, you know, shamelessly go over time and do like three hours because you think that's what's going to make it worth it. That's not necessarily better. Um, and that's really detrimental energy. And I, I see this a lot, this exact thing in my projector one-on-one clients who are service providers. Um, one thing that, that comes up a lot that we, we talk about is offering free consultations and free intro calls kind of thing. And I always find that a little bit like, mm. I will say for some people that, um, that works, I have certainly had projector clients who made that model work. They, mm-hmm. they generally have, you know, some, some maybe parts in their chart that help them with that. But in my experience for the majority, it was a, an entirely wrong dynamic to put themselves in because unless they were really aware and clear and specific um, when they went in, it easily it kind of goes into that. Okay. Now I have 30 minutes to show this person how great I am. <laughs> yeah, you give away the farm and, and, and like, because you're trying to grab onto them. Your worth again, it, in Our my center. experience, not <laughs> a good, yeah. Undefined hearts, just not a good idea. And it's not going to help. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I see is many of my projector clients, I'm working with a couple right now on this. It's just like this giant sigh of relief when we rework their service structure to take on that free call. And they're like, oh, I can, I can do that. (laughs) Because I guess, right. In many cases, you just feel like that's what, or they, they just feel like that's what they had to do. That's how it's done. That's how everyone does it. Yes. And that is not true. I love Um, that you get that reaction that I'm allowed to do, to do this because I've done that too. I've done, I'm like, I can do, I can. I'm allowed to run a business this way. And once you realize yeah. that no one is telling you how, how you no. must do things and you rework things and you're like, actually, this is much easier for me. This is what worked for me. Yeah. It's like taking control of, of the situation in a way that's projector friendly because you're really taking control of your energy and going, okay, I want to put my energy towards this rather than this. Yeah. And so let's try that and see how that goes. Exactly. And as you said, you said it beautifully just now, you can do anything in many different ways. That's, I mean, that's what design thinking is. Any challenge has myriad ways of solving it. There's not just one set way. And you can, the beauty of having your own business is you get to do things your own way. You're allowed to. Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely allowed to. And just because one thing works for one person doesn't necessarily mean it works for you. Exactly. Um, and I realize that we're talking about marketing and selling, but I just find before you even get to that, that that structural setup needs to be right. And that's what I teach in service design school to to new business owners established um, who are looking for that framework, which a framework that works, but that is also 
flexible enough mm-hmm. to allow for your design because I believe that nothing in business should be cookie cutter, right? Like here's this three step formula, what everyone must do. But I find that having a framework so you don't get lost is helpful. Yeah. Um, and then we we have this whole week in service design where we go into entrepreneurial archetypes and all the things to personalize so that you can set up your your design your services according to your own energetics. So recapping aura. I really understand that. Second step, getting that service structure right, right? Um, if that's what you offer. Yeah. Um, because if that's not correctly set up for your auric mechanics, you will always be putting out fires down the line. Yeah. Uh, so this is worth doing thoroughly in the beginning or, or just from the moment that you become aware of it and set this up thoroughly, brick by brick, carefully, the way that you need it to be, like Janelle just said, to work for you because you get to decide that. Yeah. And we're inconsistent in our energy. So to, yeah. to allow for the, the space for inconsistency design for that. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. You don't have to put something in that spot because you don't yeah. know what's going to go there and you might not have the energy for anything that day. So Absolutely. maybe kind of, for me, it's building in space has been yeah. really helpful for me and more space than I think I'm going to need because I end up being more spent, more exhausted from certain things than I thought I was going to be. And then I have to go into the next thing and I beat myself up because I'm like, you're not, you shouldn't be this tired. This shouldn't, this particular thing shouldn't make you this exhausted. And you're like, yeah, but this is my real experience of reality right now. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, I've told myself that I'm not allowed to be too, too exhausted after certain, this is not certain the activities, ac- the accurate amount of exhaustion. for this Yeah. Time. And it's like, why it's like, I'm trying to control that in my mind. And then I'm like, yeah. you know what, maybe just put less stuff on your to-do list. Yeah. Maybe you don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't, you're not too hard on yourself when be realistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, um, I totally agree. Uh, I so agree. We're, we tend to be so hard on ourselves. It's, it's wild and it's, it's not helpful. Um, and then, because we haven't really talked about it, but then the, the topic of selling, I think that's also important for me to go into because I thought it was interesting when I went through the questions, I wrote them all down. And uh, quite often the, um, <laughs> what loud? I can't, can't think of this word in English. The kind of the, yeah, I can't think of it anyways. Um, the, the, the wording, <laughs> um, it feed some of the questions featured wording along the lines of how can I market my products or my services without coming across as if I'm trying to sell, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And to which I would say, why would it be bad for you? Or why would it be bad if you were selling something? You do have a business and your business survives when you make sales. And even if you super love your job, you still need to get paid. And it's a little bit of a pattern. I see this a lot with my projector clients. There's a fear of selling. Mm-hmm. There's this notion of, oh, lest I be perceived as if I was selling something. And there's a huge, huge fear of being sleazy and pushy about it, mm-hmm. which super fair. That is a real thing, right? That happens. Mm-hmm. But in my experience, I have worked with hundreds of projector clients and students, and I have never had one projector client who did that. I think the bigger thing that we need to look at is why are you afraid of selling? And why do you not want to be perceived as someone who sells something? And I think Janelle and I have talked about it a little bit in the last episode, 
just in general, that's a subconscious capacity thing. Uh, So I'm not going to go into all of that. You can catch that episode, but there is, if that's you, if you're feeling seen on this, there's a reframe that will need to happen for you where you you can step into a space where you feel comfortable, not just doing all the work in the back end, right? Because you're going to do that, but then also carrying that outward and actually going outward with it and selling the thing that you've made, that you've put your energy and your effort and your magic into And it's one of the things I see the most often, right? They do all the work in the back end. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to actually selling the product, the course, whatever it is, people feel stifled. Um, And I think the reframe that needs to happen is selling isn't bad. It's not sleazy or gross. If you do it with integrity, there's really at a very neutral level. That's what we learned when I studied this is, Selling is a way of connecting people with solutions to their problems. Yeah. That is neither good nor bad. That is just a neutral thing. Yeah. And yeah. we're assigning meaning to that. It's a way of saying, hey, this thing that really bugs you, that you've been looking to solve, that you've been Googling some answers for, here's one way of solving that. Here's one way of changing that. That's that's all that is. Yeah. And I think we have to remind ourselves, like, when you go into a store you go into a grocery store, you don't walk in and see their products on display and think, oh, I can't believe they're selling again. So <laughs> right? pushy to try to sell me bread. Oh again. my God. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> they're just doing this. So bright thing. and in my face, all this stuff you're selling. <laughs> that I chose willingly to go into this. Oh, store. wow. I've never thought of it like that. That's so great. I love they're that. You're just doing the thing that a store does. And it's the same for service providers, right? When I go to my dentist, I don't know why I always use this example with my dentist. I do have a wonderful French, very charming dentist. (laughs) (laughs) Or let's say my acupuncturist. Um, Then I have a problem or a need and I want their help with it. So when my acupuncturist says to me, hey, come back in for weekly sessions and we'll get this problem, whatever, this migraine or whatever under control. I don't think, oh, she's selling again. I think, great here's a solution to a problem that I cannot solve myself or that I choose Mm -hmm. to not deal with myself. And it's really that subconscious reframe away from it being bad. And once we dig in, right, who knows what we'll find this again, I told you, this is one of the things I I kind of specialize in Mm -hmm. when we dig into that subconscious layer, some people have subconscious oaks of poverty. There might be some wild trade-off that they have carry a belief around that it's too energetically expensive somehow. So their system is essentially preventing them from reaching maybe a certain level of success or income uh, because it's too threatening. So that's something to address, right? Because otherwise you will always be struggling more than necessary. And um, I find practically when you're in a selling phase, when you're in a launch, let's say, you can't get too in your head about it. And you said this uh, before, right? You, if you're going, it's going to get really miserable if you second guess yourself every day. Mm-hmm. So it's worth, to me, it's worth doing that work both on the subconscious level to get comfortable with that, to get cool with that. Yeah. Um, and then on the structural level to do that pre-work before the <clears throat> selling even happens to get your, your setup right for your energetics. I'm getting really fired up. (laughs) I know. I love it. This is so wonderful. And I think you're totally right. And a lot of times for me anyway, I don't think that I have 
I don't, I go, why would this person want to, to have a reading for me? Mm. Why? Like, why me? Like who's, why are they picking me? Why would they pick me? And so in my head, I go, okay, that's my sell is I have to sell to them why they should pick me. And that's not it at all. It's not it at all. And it's, that's exhausting. Like, I don't even know how I would keep that up consistently because I really think it would, it would really weigh on my, how I feel about myself personally, having to consistently say, look, look at me, look, this is why you should pick me. Mm-hmm. And these are the reasons why I, I'm, I'm worth it I to you. It. And I do have That's an undefined exhausting. heart. So yeah. That's more exhausting than your actual work. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like, doing that's that another and, 20% yeah, and it's not worth it. It, I, it's, it would almost be better for me to just to not try at all and to not try to sell at all or put anything yeah. up on social than to, to go about it in the way of yeah. you. I want to show you my worth. Because it's, it's like, such an open, it's such an undefined energy, heart energy. It's like, yeah. that's exactly what it sounds like in my head is I have to show you I have to prove Let to you, show you that mm-hmm. I'm worth it more than this other person who does the same thing that I do. And that's another Let thing that I get in my I head as I see all yeah. these other people and I'm like, well, they're better at this. They are, look at the, all their content is way better. Oh, I bet you they give better readings than me. And it's a comparison thing mm-hmm. that I do to myself too, but it's Maybe all centered around work. Follow everyone, Janelle. <laughs> I, oh, I've done that. Oh, I, oh. I have done that. And I go through rounds of it where I I'll like call my whole list and I'll just go, nope, 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 nope. No. But there's certain people who don't no. affect me in that way. Yeah. They're it's more of a mentor. I look at them as a mentor or I look at them on the same level, but mm-hmm. I want, I want to make, I want to work on it and, and kind of get it clear, get some clarity around the fact that it's, I can say it all the time. Like our worth mm. is inherent. Our worth is our energy. And I can say it to other people and it's Reach. very easily, yeah. but, and this is a projector thing too. I, it's hard for me to turn it on myself. It's really hard and for it me to doesn't, turn it. I was just uh, teaching a masterclass on the subconscious yesterday. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was <laughs> like almost two hours. And we went into this exact topic of, we can say things all day long, Uh, to ourselves but that's not how the subconscious learns so really the destination this affirmation is meant to reach it's not going to reach because that's only going to reach our conscious mind and your conscious mind is already on board your conscious mind is the part of you that's having this conversation with me right now that's like yeah that's not what I want to do that doesn't work for me so you already know that consciously but subconsciously um, and I, I think that's that's what's important to address. And I mean, same here, right? You know, I have a wide open heart. Like I know these things. Like mm-hmm. I didn't just read that in a book. I know that. <laughs> but yeah. I think we need to. And with experience, we we start learning more about. Okay, so and and we can look back, right? We can look back on our lives and go, okay, what happened when I did it this way? What happened when I tried with all my might to, to really make someone see my, my worth? And it doesn't even have to be in a business context, or maybe it was, you know, with, with the superior or something, like, let me just work night shifts and like really show him. And then I'm sure he's gonna, you know, did that ever happen? No. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're gonna, and in human design, I think you and I talked about this last time, we have this idea of fractals, right? Not every person is on your fractal. So you don't even want to go getting people into your sphere that are not meant for you. And that's another aspect of our aura being so hyper-focused. It's that that focus is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. So that's something else to take into account for your setup is to really cater to the people that you are uniquely equipped to help. And 
that I think will help both with the selling and with keeping the bitterness at bay because you're not leaking that energy, trying to prove your worth or the effectiveness of your of what you're selling to people that aren't for you and that you're not for. And even if you were to convince them of your worth, then you would just have a client on your hands that you're not for. And that would be even more miserable. <laughs> exactly. For both both parties. For both of you. Yeah. I've I've done a lot on this and it has helped me a lot yeah. to realize that I'm not, we, when it comes to sales and marketing, we try to reach as many people as possible. Cause that's what we've been told. Okay. Try to get this out to as many people as you possibly can, and then you'll have success. And for me, it's just like you said, the, when I have individual people message me, or I talk to individuals, or I, I see that I'm talking to a smaller niche group of people, but they're all in and they're all like, this is so exciting. I love this so much. And they're open and they see me, they recognize me. And then I know, oh, okay, like these are my people. And I wouldn't want a lot of people that to to just maybe followers on social media, we'll Mm -hmm. use that as an example, that weren't into into this, weren't Mm -hmm. into human design or weren't into the the growth that I'm trying to achieve and the things that I'm trying to share. Because then it just wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense. And I, it would be like, almost like, like puffing up my own ego and my own energy being like, wow, look at all these follows you have. Look at all the stuff. When in reality, none of these people are really interested in what I have to say. I just reached out really hard and, and, and consistently marketed myself. And I grabbed people way out here who really don't have any interest in what I have to say. And it, it's much more quality and much more genuine when it's it's the people that are your people that want to be there how you're making your impact right like and I think even this podcast like that's how you're choosing to make your impact and the people who want to like your people love this podcast (laughs) this is what I've learned from all the emails I've gotten (laughs) right and like this is we have to be deliberate with where we direct our energy Mm -hmm. um yeah. Oh, uh, I, I wanted to make sure since I brought it up, I, I actually had a question for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you're going to get into this or, or maybe not, but <laughs> I'm curious how you feel about projectors and social media marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause to me, that's where I think a lot of us get stumped and stymied is, mm-hmm. is we're here to wait for the invitation and social media mm-hmm. is not about waiting for the invitation. It's about showing people as much as possible and everything and all your life. And, and I think that, that I mean, not all be- your life. Cause I'm a double Scorpio. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, I'll show you maybe like my breakfast one day a week, but like, yeah, but I, I, I feel like no, I a lot of people think the more genuine I am and the more that I show people every side of my life, all aspects of what I do, then, then they're going to gravitate towards me and they're going to, and they're going to follow me because I'm genuine, but I don't think people realize the energy exchange when they do stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, as I just joked, I def- personally uh, tend to err more on the side of a little bit uh, rich, like uh, someone who is more, uh, more of a hermit. Inclusive. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Second, second line, conscious yeah. line. Obviously. Um, I think with social media, it's it's like a storefront. It's one of the ways that you can choose to give people a feel for who you are. 
and for what you do and what you know. And I think that way it's, it's a great tool. And I personally tend to think that when someone follows me, that's a little yes, that has been said. So I don't mm-hmm, worry. Me too. Like when I hop on a story, I don't think, oh, I wonder if like, has anyone invited me to, to do this story? It's like, no, the people who want to watch this can watch this. And if someone doesn't, that's totally cool. Yes. And that's how I feel about said, it too. Right. And as to what you said before, and I wanted to add, I, I think that's so important. You touched on something that is key, which I do this every morning. Um, I have like a little, I, it's, it's an extensive practice, but part of it is I ask very specifically for the people that are right for me and that I am right for to, to come into my sphere. And then I also ask very specifically for the people that I am not for to just, just keep on walking. Totally fine. You do oh, your own I need thing. to do that. But like, and that honestly, it's, it has been a game changer doing do that. that because that's, that. that's where I went into with the impact, right? That's how you have impact when you work with the right people. Um, yeah. And I think social media, I heard someone say this, I wish I remembered who it was the other day. Um, but this person said, use it like a sauna. So you kind of go in, you do your thing, and then you go out again. And I, I thought that made so much sense. Like it's not your life. It's not your whole business. So or I suppose for some people it is <laughs> their whole business, but um, use it as a tool and have fun with it and, and show people your energy so that that what we said before, so that that initial yes can happen. Um, and, and don't get too caught up about it. And as to what you said, yeah, as I said, I, I also, um, I think, hmm, I'm just trying to think <laughs> how to, to phrase this, but I think, um, what's that word there's um a regulation that needs Mm -hmm. to happen from the side of the people of the person um showcasing all that information Mm -hmm. there's regulation is not the right word I'm trying to think of a specific word that is not coming to me but um I personally I like for there to be a little bit of yeah, I'll go with reg- regulation because I can't think of the other word, but um, it's not about showing everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's about being thoughtful for me. And I, mm-hmm. my service design students are like, oh, here she goes again, because I talk about being thought. That's what everything is about to me, being thoughtful with the people who choose to spend their time on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means I'm not going to talk for like five hours. Mm-hmm. because I'm going to think about what is my main message. And then I'm going to do maybe four stories on that main message. I think that is being thoughtful mm-hmm. with, with the people who consume your, because they have lives. They yeah. don't want to hear, to yeah. listen to me ramble. For like you're really good at posting too. You have a way oh, of posting to where you're always relevant in my stories and you're always kind of there. Oh, but it's really? not like, oh my gosh, Nadia, again, she's, like skip, 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 skip. No, no, it's like, I see you and I'm like, oh, what is she sharing? Or I'll see projections and, it's like two stories. and I'm like, yeah, new meme. But it's like the way that you do it is, is you balance it very well. And I've noticed that about it's really following you. It's really it's like- easy to follow you. Oh, (laughs) I love that. That would be the word I would use. It's like, I know it's not ever too much. In fact, it's almost like sometimes I'm like, all right, is she going to post again? Because I want to see what's going on today. Isn't that that an interesting principle for us to take away? Maybe when you err more on the side of the mystery, then people are like, so, so what's going on with that girl? Like, what's the next thing she's going to do? Whereas if you're 
all up in people's business 24 seven, like, I don't have time to watch someone else's life 20. I have my own life. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) It goes to me, it goes back to thoughtfulness and really thinking, and that's service design in Mm -hmm. doing the process in the back end so that in the front end, you can be clear, you can be concise and you can be helpful. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to know all of that back end kind of solution finding that I'm doing all of my, you know, self-projecting I'm gonna when I come to you I will come with something helpful and I will come with something that's to the point and I'm so glad that that landed or at least oh yeah (laughs) very much so from all because from all the people that I follow I feel like you have the you have you're very genuine in what you share Mm -hmm. and what you don't and you're very your your timing is very good like I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is but you just you, you're not, you don't oversaturate, but you're still there and you're still relevant. And, mm-hmm. and it's very real. And it's like, I, when I see stuff that you're doing, I'm like, yeah, that's stuff she does in her real life. Even when she's not showing it to yeah, us. Like I that's know that. totally, <laughs> I can already tell. I have no plan. I have no like social media plan or anything. That I yeah. Like this is yeah. this me is, neither. <laughs> this is just it. This is literally it. I yeah. take a walk every morning. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, it's even less and it has, it's ha- for social media. I got really into this idea that I needed to have a human design page, a separate mm-hmm. page, and I needed to post consistently and it needed to look like this. And these were my colors and my brand and all this stuff. Right. And that was a couple of years ago. And it was, right. it was terrible. It was so bad for me. I got so angry at it. And I was it like, oh, this is stupid. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it made me, uh, it made me very angry. And I was like, why am I trying to do this? Oh, because it, people are telling me that this is what I have to do. And, and I, one day I was just like, I'm done with this account. And so I don't even, it's there. Cause I don't know how to delete it, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, it's not anything that I think about anymore. And now when I post things, I don't try to make content because I know I'm not a content creation for me is not, it gives me a lot of anxiety and it's not something that interests me at all. So you're creating content with this podcast. Just well, yeah. just saying, just that's, so I guess that's that true. you are doing that. I guess visual, visual yeah. content creation is not my, my forte. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. we said before, there's, there are always different ways of doing things. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. Is there anything else that you want to touch on when it comes to sales and marketing? No, I think I'm done. I think, I mean, there's so much more, but oh, I um, know. I mean, I was right. I, I thought about it a little bit before we hopped on this call and I was like, oh, hey, this I need to talk about, this I need to talk about. And then it's like, oh yeah, that's why I built this program of service design school. That's literally five weeks. I, there is no way that I can squeeze yeah. this into this half hour. Or, yeah. Know. It's so great that you get so excited about it though. Cause it is, I do it, feel it. Yeah. And I, cause I want us to succeed and I, I want people to not feel defeated just because they're trying something in a way that's not suited to their aura or to their auric mechanics. And then to feel like this, is, they're not cut out for this business thing, or they're not cut out for this entrepreneur that breaks my heart. So yeah, I get, I get really excited. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's so great. And I think that it's, this is a, a really good thing to touch on when it comes to sales and marketing, especially as projectors is if you're really excited about the thing and you really can't stop talking about the thing, it comes off that way. So if you're yeah. selling, if you're like, this is my program and this is how much it costs and this is the time and, and you're, and you're really into what you you're giving the people, 
We yeah. feel that. And then even though it's a say, even though we know, okay, you're selling this program, we get it. Yeah. But we feel the authenticity and we feel the excitement and that's where it comes from. It doesn't, to me, when, when people sell in that way and it's very authentic and I can see how fired up they are in a genuine way, not, a, not cause I've seen people who sell with a, a fake excitement yeah, mm-hmm. and that is, that's rough to watch. But when you can feel it through the, through this, the social media screen, you're like, yeah, like even if you don't want that thing, or even if you're not yeah. planning on buying the thing, you still feel you're it. like, yes. Yeah. And you can still feel the genuineness of that person. And that's how mm-hmm. you come across. So that mm-hmm. to me, if you, if you've got something that you're, when it comes to a service-based business, if you've got something that you're excited about and you're excited yeah. to share, then share, share yeah. all about it, share the cost, share the time commitment, share how proud you are that you have accomplished this, that you've put this thing together. And yeah. that's what people will feel. And they won't feel like you're selling to them. They'll just feel mm-hmm. like, oh man, this person is really excited about this thing. And I think- <laughs> we owe it to our work almost um you know I think when you put so much energy into your craft and you you craft this beautiful thing you don't want to then be like yeah I mean I guess you can sign up I guess I mean it's fine you know like no then you're like your your work your piece of art whatever it is wants to be honored and wants to be celebrated Mm -hmm. and that's not pushy that's not like we people also still can decide if they want to consume your content like people can you know mm-hmm. and that's also fine that goes back to you're not for everyone so yeah yeah do do go out with that and, and give people give people a taste of as a projector of what you're about and what you do because that's how invitations can find you as well yeah and it's that thing that makes you excited like for Nadia, it's a thing that she can talk about for five hours it's a thing that I can talk about for five hours and I feel mm-hmm. like even if you're not sure w- who you are or what you're going to do or what your business is about, if there's something uh, like that for you that, mm-hmm. that you can't shut up about, then that's something that you should put some folks on and go, why, mm-hmm. why can't I stop talking about, why am I so excited about this thing? And then it comes off naturally in, in everything that you do. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, that really pulls people toward you, just like you said. And while I, my business is very much primarily social media and online based, mm-hmm. I have found ways to, to pull it off of social media, like to talk, to have one person who's interested in what I, what I'm sharing and to have one-on-one conversations with them mm-hmm. and video chats with them, because I'm interested in getting to know them and I, yeah. and I want them to get to know me in, in a one-on-one basis. And then I'm pulling mm-hmm. it offline or I'm meeting people in person that I wouldn't have met before. And it's, it can be majoritively online. I don't know if that's a word majoritively, probably not, but um, I wouldn't know. I'm but, not an <laughs> I know you sound so great when you talk though. Um, but when you pull it off of, of yeah. the online space and you move it to more of a personal Mm. I'm interested in you as a person and I can tell you're interested in me as a person. So let's talk and share. That's what my Thursday, I do a Thursday evening. um, It's called human design with Janelle. And I just go on and I talk about human design, little topics. Like we just talked about strategy and we'll do authority next week. And I got a few people that come and they're really into it. 
And it's like, That's I wonderful. I get so like confused. I'm like, you, you guys want to listen to me talk and I'll find myself speeding up and being like, okay, I got to hurry. Cause they don't want to listen to me talk forever, but they do. And I'm like, like, no, <laughs> slow I'm down like, there. lady. Yeah. Or at the end, they're like, no, I have a question. Or can we go talk about, it? I'm like, you want to be on this call with me for more time than I have, <laughs> have asked you to be. It's so, and that to me is the, oh, the recognition. Part. Yeah. And that's the recognition yeah. part. It's like, I'm flabbergasted sometimes. Like when you feel that way, when, when you are confused, it's almost like someone's telling you, you did a great job and you're looking yeah. around going, who me, like, who, who me, what do you mean? <laughs> that's that feeling. That's that recognition feeling because it's so like, <gasps> you just saw me for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you did that. It's like magic. And I can't believe it. <laughs> so oh, I think I'm that's, so glad that you do that. I think that's such a wonderful idea. Yeah. And it's fun and it's, and it's free and it's not some part has, doesn't have really anything to do with anything I'm selling. I don't even think yeah. I talk about my charts on there. I really like connecting with people that way. Yeah. And I really feel like I'm making friends and I'm having conversations. Mm-hmm. And then my more business-minded friend, Brie is recording them for me and she's going to put them together. And she's like, now you can sell them as a package. So yeah, yeah you're getting this fun, free stuff that you like to do. But afterwards, you can actually put this on your website as passive income mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about doing anything with it. You just put it up there. It's just yeah. there because you already yeah. did it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, and I wasn't even thinking about that part. I was yeah. like, I just want to talk to people and, and connect and have fun and share. And then she brought that up to me and I was like, well, yeah, that's a great idea. And you're so generous already, Janelle. I mean, as I said before, even with the podcast, I think you're bringing so much understanding and depth to to something that can be a little bit nebulous sometimes and and I just think you know sometimes we consume these podcasts but we don't know how much work goes into them so just on behalf of everyone listening I'm sure the same thank you for doing this thank you well it's really like when and I know it's a cheese ball thing when people say like when something's (laughs) really fun it doesn't feel like work and I yeah. don't really feel that very often, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, I almost feel like I'm sneakily making friends without telling you guys that you're my friends. <laughs> and, but I feel the connection uh-huh. back. Like I feel it back. So I'm like, oh, this is such a, a great way to meet like-minded people. So I almost feel selfish in a way because I'm like, well, um, I'm doing this mostly so that I can talk to this person because I find them super interesting and I can't wait to talk to them. But then I know that there are other people, just like you said, who feel the same. Who get so much from this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's showing up and and taking the time to record these conversations, plan them, record them, put them online. Like that's not nothing, even though it feels like a fun. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that because I never really think of it that way. (laughs) No, I can't. Um, No, I take it. I appreciate that. And you're right. I I'm really proud of this thing, like the podcast. I looked at it the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, I have over 20 episodes and wow, like people are listening to them. And it's, it's surprising to me, but I'm all, I get like the sense of pride of like, of, of wow, like, look what you did. You did did this. Yeah. And, And I think that that's really helpful, especially for projectors is to notice the things that even if they're fun for you and they come easy and you're like, oh yeah, I did that because it was great. Like no, no sweat off my back. Sometimes just like you said, Nadia, no, people don't know what you put into it, but things are, can be really appreciated by people more than you think. And when they, like you said, when they pay you a compliment or when you notice that it's okay to be like, oh yeah, I'm proud of me. 
Yes, thanks. I am and proud that's of good for your subconscious as well to get confirmation for that, right? So mm -hmm. that before long, uh, you won't have that that sort of default reaction of wait, who me? Like people want to spend time with me, people want to listen to me. Like that mm -hmm. can slowly um, take a backstage to your new to your yeah. new pattern. It becomes sure. like yeah, me instead of who yeah. me. Like I'll be. <laughs> oh yeah, of course it's me. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted to talk really quickly about. Um, the mental projectors, yes. because I know that was a question, but I, and, and I know we've been talking a lot, but I want to touch on this really quick because I am also a mental projector and we had questions about, it was about invitations, right? For mental projectors, essentially. Uh, let me check. Well, while you're looking, yeah. Yes. It was, yes. How to under like how to identify invitations mm -hmm. or and I think make decisions mm -hmm. yes projector. and I was like okay great we're gonna ask <laughs> now because I have no idea yeah <laughs> uh, like, well I just knew the shit that I read in a book but like Danelle <laughs> really yeah it's I mean it because it takes practice for mental projectors yeah. um our authority is called sounding board it's called environmental it's called none it's called a lot of different things and it can be very vague. And I think this can be discouraging for the mental projector because as we've talked about before, generators and manifesting generators have kind of more of a cut and dry system they can work with, like mm -hmm. their sacral energy or their emotional wave or those splenic hits that they get. And I'm not saying that those things come easily and it's like, oh yeah, I'll follow this and it'll be great. But it's almost like proof in the body. It's like, okay, this, this is my body telling me that this is a good choice. I'm going to try this. And next time when I feel that I'll know that I should go this way again. We don't necessarily get that. <laughs> we don't get, uh, anything in the body that says, uh, try this, go this way. This is a good choice. We get for me anyway, it's more of a general feeling and more of a practiced in trust and because I'm a third line, a practice in experimentation. And I should say that as a mental projector, it's important to look at your profile as well mm -hmm. as your, your type and your strategy and authority, because your profile sort of colors how you navigate the vagueness of being a mental projector. As a three, six, it really helps me to try stuff before I'm ready. It really helps me to throw stuff out and see what happens. It really helps me to not care if something is messy or to not attach myself to an outcome. Those kind of things help me to get clarity on what I'm trying to accomplish or where I'm trying to go. And this means that I bump up a bunch of, against a bunch of stuff. I make a bunch of mistakes. I go, oh, this isn't right. I'm gonna cry this way. But it makes me, gives me a lot of strength and it gives me a lot of power. And because I've been practicing this a lot, there are times when I can just trust that I know that I should go this way. And that's part of being a mental projector is you can't really explain it, but sometimes you just know that this is the way to go. Or sometimes you just know that no is the answer or yes, or it, it's not something that you can explain to people. It just is the energy of the mental projector. And knowing this, I thought would really frustrate me and really box me in because it doesn't give me a, a, a clear cut strategy and authority to follow but it has really opened up my energy and lifted me. I feel lighter knowing that 
I can try a bunch of different things and I can trust my energy and my intuition and something that's not like a feeling in the body. Cause usually it's not a feeling in the body for me. It's more of an outside push. It's because it's an outer authority. Sometimes I feel that the way I need to, I, I should be going is, is almost an outer push. Like somebody's behind me, pushing me to go that way. Or somebody say, tapping me on the shoulder going, Hey, do you see this thing? It's almost like an outside of my body energy for me anyway. And it helps to talk it out with other people. So having other people that you trust, trust is the big word, because when we talk it out, it does not time times. It doesn't make any sense. A lot of times what we're saying doesn't make sense. It's not logical. It's not responsible. It's not any of those things because we're just talking to, to hear, to see what our energy does when we bounce it off of another person, to see what happens when I say this to you, I want to see what you give me back energetically, not words mm-hmm. or opinions, but I want to feel it. I want to see it. I want to hear it. However it is that people, other people's energy um, is sensed by you. So I think it's important to, like I said, talk it out and go into a lot of different environments because um, sometimes it's referred to as environmental authority. Mm -hmm. Our environment is a big deal. Where we put ourselves physically every day is a big deal. So if you're working on making decisions or opening yourself up for the right uh, invitations, put yourself in different physical environments and see how you feel. Put yourself around different people and see how that feels for you when you're thinking about certain choices, or if you're like wanting invitations to come, put yourself in as many different environments as possible and, and be ready for the invitations and be prepared to get invitations that are not for you, that are, you're supposed to say no to, but you'll say yes, because as a projector, when you get an invitation, especially I think as a mental projector, you get so excited because it's an invitation and you like, know, will and, this ever happen again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The last one I'm getting. Yeah. And it's sometimes, especially if it's a clear invitation, if someone asks you to do something, you're like, oh my God, that's obviously yeah. an invitation. So I have to say yes. And nope. that has really blown my mind yeah. that all invitations that I get are not for me. Mm-hmm. It, they're just coming and I have to decide and I can choose the wrong thing and it's still okay. Usually I learn something or I meet somebody new or some sort of insight has comes to me where I'm like, oh, well, this didn't go the way that I wanted to it to, but now I have this little piece of the puzzle that I can add and I'm gonna go throw spaghetti at this wall and see what happens and get some more puzzle pieces for myself. Mm-hmm. So I guess that is a very long-winded to say, way to say as a mental projector, It's a lot of practice and experimentation and trust and, and awareness and compassion towards yourself, because you're not going to, you're going to go the wrong way. You're going to make the wrong choices. You're not going to wait for the invitation. You're going to take the wrong invitation. Like all this stuff is going to happen. There's no way around it. In fact, there, you shouldn't try to go around it. Experiment. Yeah. You go through. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would say the, the profile piece is a big part of it because like I said, I'm a third line. So it's really, it makes it's, I get excited to try things out now and to like, just mm-hmm. randomly see what happens. But if, if you're not a third line, that might not be the exact energy. I, I mean, for me, 
I think it behooves people to try things out before they're ready in general, because I think most people are too afraid for a myriad of reasons to try things. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, pay attention to your profile and realize that it's, it's more of a vague energy, your strategy and authority. And it's more about trusting how you feel in any given moment and realizing that you have so much less control than you think. Mental projectors are more about the energies that we're receiving most of the time than the ones that we're putting out because we don't have as much consistent energy. So for me, letting go of control has been a huge, huge piece of it. I'm still working on that, but realizing how little control you have is, is a big, big piece of it too. So yeah, that's what I have to say about mental projectors. (laughs) That is so helpful. Janelle, you gave so much depth and and nuance to something that is not discussed very often, or maybe I'm just not in, in that community where that is discussed very often, but I find this is something that's nebulous for a lot of mental projectors. Oh, I totally agree. So that I think people will find this super helpful. And I just checked um, and it was Diane who submitted this question. So I'm sure that Diane got a lot out of this oh, okay. um, and anyone else who, who's a mental projector. And I really loved what you said about environment. It made me think of a friend of mine, a good friend who's a mental projector. And we just had a chat the other week. And for her, it's been quite um, the journey where she has put herself in different physical geographical locations over the past couple of years. And it's always been this huge impetus for her for change in her life where she has done it again most recently. And it's so inspiring to see how like it, that has brought about so much change and has brought so much clarity to her because she was in this different environment. So that as you just said it right now and articulated it, that just like clicked for me. Oh, great. Well, good. Yeah, it's really, it is very important. And for me, it's hard to, I really like to be an independent person and to think that Mm -hmm. I have a lot of control over a lot of things. And so to, to say, oh, go put yourself in this environment and see what, what opportunities come up or see how you feel energetically that to me, when I first heard this, I said, oh, well, I feel like that's me just giving away my power. Mm. But now it's, it's to me, it's more, I'm experimenting with my power. I'm, I'm opening up my view. I'm opening up my world to see what would happen if I go to these places. I'm not giving anything away. I'm testing things out. (laughs) It's like Amis Bush, right? Like you're, I think you said it beautifully before. You're not looking for the other person to give you advice or to give you that thing. You're looking for what is the frequency that I'm receiving back when I do this thing. Mm-hmm. What is the frequency that is, that is going to be generated when I do it this way? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's, that's yeah. the dance. That's yeah. the part of the experiment. The experiment. It's yeah. all an experiment. And even if you're not a third line experiment is the We're one all in the that comes yeah, it's a human design. Ideally. <laughs> so you're going to be trying things and not knowing how it's going to go. And that's the best, that's the best way to do it because then you don't have something that you're hanging on to at the end and outcomes saying it has to go this way or I failed or I didn't do this right. Mm -hmm. It's more of an experience for experience sake. And Mm -hmm. I think that, and especially for me, I've learned that this opens me up to a lot of different opportunities that I never thought I would be presented with simply because I, I try to control it so much. And I say, no, you know, I'll find opportunities for myself. I will connect with the people that I like. Like it's going to be about me and how I feel. 
And once I have sunk into this projector energy, I have allowed myself to say, you know what, it's okay that there's things outside of you that can move you forward in this life. It's okay to connect with other human beings and say, you know what, I really like that you have to share. I really like this energy that you've got. Maybe I'm going to purchase your program, or maybe I just want to connect with you and be friends. And it's okay to, to need other people energetically in that way. I'm not giving away myself. I'm mm-hmm. connecting. I, I used to be very closed off, very like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to connect with you. That's vulnerability. I don't want that. Right. I don't and even now, mm-hmm. yeah. And now I realize that that's, that's the sauce. That's the juice is the connection is the vulnerability. All the stuff that I was trying to avoid for so long, that's where the fun part of life is. That's where all of the goodness lies. And I was very afraid to go there and I still am Mm -hmm. sometimes, but I dip my toe in and I'm like, Oh, I'm vulnerable. This is cool. And then I come back. (laughs) And I think that's what it is. It's just, it's, it's a dance. And I think that a lot of people feel similarly. They don't want to burden others with their energy or they don't want to be vulnerable to others. So they just are like, Nope, I've got everything myself. I'm good. I don't need anything or anyone. And that's not what it is. It's not about needing. It's about wanting this experience of life and wanting to connect with other people and knowing that it's safe and that you can trust that the connection is valuable and valid and compassionate. So, okay. I feel like I've been talking a a lot. Maybe it takes a little bit longer for a single definition to get that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, yeah, it does. I am single definition. I, a lot of my chart is independent. It is like, okay, you don't want anything from anybody. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I live that. And I thought that was such a strength. I thought I was so strong. You're like, I'm good. I don't and need to. It's, it's, it's weak. It's weak to not, to not allow yourself to, to feel a myriad of human emotions and to connect with people deeply because you're afraid of how that's going to feel to you or how, or you're afraid that you're giving away too much. And I mean, if we go back to what we, this is a great bookend to this conversation, but what we said in the beginning, going back to our aura, as we Mm -hmm. said, it is that arrow, right? And and projectors are here for leadership in this very specific, specific moment in time. Um, So already innate in that design, innate in, in the aura, if we're not even looking at definition or profile and so on, there's already innate um, the the frequency or the quality of the other that is that is there and I think we're, there's a lot of depth that we might be taking away from ourselves if we're not exploring that because it's, mm-hmm. there is that uh, that invitation f- uh, into guiding someone into connecting with someone into deeply seeing someone into organizing structures and energies um, that's that's what we're here for really. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it can feel like a lot of responsibility that we are, yeah. are here to guide other people and do this thing, these things for other people. Yeah. But I think you're right. Once the connection happens and once we're invited and, and people allow that from us, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it feels really light to me anyway. It doesn't feel heavy. Like I'm excavating this, this person's energy. It feels very much like I'm floating around with this other person's energy and we're just kind of dancing along. And, mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not as heavy and scary as I would make it out to be to myself. 
getting to know another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want to say that I've realized that from childhood, because I'm, um, I've been reading some books and doing some inner work and mm-hmm. they're always like, you know, find out, figure out who your, your demons are or the people in your life that told you that certain things weren't okay, or that really skewed your vantage point. And for me, it was me as a child. I, I grew up with alcoholic parents. So I was the parent I made, I elected myself parent and anytime someone told me, no, that's too silly or that's frivolous or you're being irresponsible. It was my voice in my head. Mm -hmm. No one told me things. No one stifled my creativity. They, in fact, my mom was like, Janelle, go do fun stuff. Go do this, go get in trouble. And I was like, nope. I'm there good. wasn't space for that. You didn't, you didn't have the space to do that because yeah. you had to keep everything together. Yeah. And I would tell her, you are good at that. That's what you do. You're fun loving and whatever, whatever, and but I am the responsible here. one. Yeah. yeah. And so and I had to figure that out. Identity, right. Like you'd be, then there's a loyalty towards that identity where it's like, no, I am this way mm-hmm. and I cannot allow myself to be this way because also what if I let go of the reins, everything's going to crash because I'm you, you know, yeah. it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah. And it, but it was, it was crazy to me to realize that not so much other people in my life mm-hmm. affected me yeah. through childhood. It was what I told myself. It was the places but, I put myself because of the situation I was in. Your, exactly of your mm-hmm. external. Um, I don't think that it was, it was probably not your, your inner child actually wanting that, but you oh, were no. It was the conclusions that this is what I always say, the conclusions that you subconsciously drew based on, on the situation you were in. You're like, okay, Mm -hmm. what is my best bet at (laughs) making it, making it? What is my best bet at being safe? What is my best bet at, um, right? And so here's what I got to do. And it's incredible how, how the resilience in Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I have to forgive myself and stop being and and try not to be so rigid because Mm -hmm. I'm so used to it. longer need to be. Yeah. No, but I was, it was, it was blind mind blowing to me. Cause I was like really working out in my head. I'm like, who was my bully? Who was like the, and I'm like, I think it was me (laughs) because of the situation. Yeah. 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 Like what's, what's helpful is to just really have compassion with that. Mm-hmm. that's what I've been working on my protector that's who it was they were like yeah. okay this is what we have to do to keep you safe and exactly. now I have to go I don't need I don't need that from you anymore I don't need exactly. that type of protection but thank you for doing exactly. that for me because you have now built yourself a life as an adult where you don't need yeah. that rigidity which but is it's wonderful still comes, it still comes my my oh, voice boy. still comes in my head it's like is that the responsible thing is that are you doing the thing you should do that's best for everyone and not and it's just but it's an interesting thing to realize that sometimes we're, we are the ones who are the hardest on ourselves yeah. because of the environments that we are in, or maybe our conditioning, but we can be really tough on ourselves and that can really be what's holding us down or that what's weighing us. And it might not so much be what other people tell us or what other people say, because like I said, I had a lot of people as a child who were like, do more, mess up more, like, come on. And I really fought hard against it hard. And it's just like you said, I held on to it as an identity of like, Nope, this is me. Like, look how responsible I am. Look at how great I am. I never get in trouble. I never do anything wrong. Look how great I am at life. Exactly. And it was so 
exhausting. <laughs> I believe you. I mean, I believe you with your chart, but also just in general, like, mm -hmm. yeah. But wow. look at you now, right? Look at you for, for yeah. having these realizations and for being compassionate and forgiving with yourself and just saying, hey, this is this is the way that it was. You, we cannot change that. But as my adult self in charge today, I can choose a different narrative for myself and I can do things differently. And I have different tools available to me now so that I can show up in a different way if that's what I choose to do. Thanks for coming along with me on that tangent. I know I went a little off the rails, but it was something that I was thinking about. Um, this has been a wonderful conversation and I feel like we could probably do this a few more times just because we have so much to we talk have about. so many more questions from people I know I know so we answer two <laughs> out of hundreds we will most likely set up a round two for for this because that. and then and maybe around three after that if we have a lot of questions but I would love that I hope that y'all felt our energy because I really like when I said at the beginning, I feel a literal fire, like when mm -hmm. we were talking before yeah. and during, and really anytime you and I connect, it's, it's very mm -hmm. like, <gasps> we just get so excited. So I thank you so very much for coming on the podcast again and for thank agreeing you. to come on, do it again <laughs> for oh, a third for time, her. possibly <laughs> invitation of my dreams. No, it was oh, like such great. an instant. Yes. It was not even a question. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. And I, I really admire the way you do things here and, and the way you share and, and are vulnerable and are free in your expression. And I'm really honored to get to be a part of it for today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. And just so that y'all know, projector on projector recognition is like, yeah, it's like, it's like nothing like it. Oh man. So thank you for saying that. Nadia, because it really, it really gets my juices going for this podcast. So, and thank y'all for listening. I hope to see y'all around next time. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.